This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about what is probably the most important skill that we can be giving our students as we look to develop them and help them to become lifelong learners. And that skill is, of course, literacy. So for me, literacy is foundation to really any learning. Specifically, I want to focus today on the skill of reading. But obviously, writing is important as well. But just for this episode, we're going to look at reading as the basic foundation for any kind of learning, because this is the input, really, of literacy. So one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because currently I am homeschooling my son, who has just started school, and one of the focuses for me over the coming years is to teach him how to read really well. He has already shown an interest in learning and particularly enjoys using the app Reading Eggs. But of course, I can't leave this to just him playing around on that app. I want to be more active, more engaged. I want to help him to read a variety of texts. I want him to be able to have that real foundation skill of reading and to do it very well. From a young age, my wife and I have read to my son. Actually, I read to him while my wife was still pregnant and he still loves having books read to him all the time. He comes up and asks, you know, can you read me this book? Dad, can you read me this book? But of course, I want him to shift his skills so that he can do the reading on his own. In fact, I now have a two-year-old daughter as well. I would love to see him reading books to her because she loves to have books read to her as well. Because of my children, I've actually realized just how important a skill reading is. The reason why I think reading is so key is because as I look at my son, who's just beginning to learn how to read, I know that once he can read, he can learn almost anything he likes. He can really dig down and start to read and interpret and understand and comprehend texts. And that allows him to just expand his learning exponentially. With the internet providing so much content these days and the increased accessibility to academic works, he can literally learn whatever he likes once he can read. And the same is true for our students. Being able to read is so key to their success as lifelong learners that we do a massive disservice when we don't have this as a focus in every subject. So one thing you may not know about me is I used to run workshops around literacy and helping teachers to help our students develop their literacy. So the way this workshop used to start was that it would focus on getting to know your students. And I remember when I first went to a literacy workshop myself, I got massively frustrated when I first began to learn more about literacy because I finally was exposed to the fact that the NAPLAN results can actually give you fantastic insights into your students' reading abilities and into their writing abilities and their grammar abilities and their spelling and their numeracy. It really gives you so much detail about where your students are. But our culture and our society, and in many schools, our principals as well, have really given NAPLAN a bad rap because they just use the data to compare one school against another. And that really is not what it's about. In fact, that's probably the worst thing you can use NAPLAN for. I remember constantly being told, our school is ranked higher than the surrounding schools around us. And so we're doing well. But you see, there's so much more to NAPLAN than what we are being told. The reality is that the results from NAPLAN provide you with fantastic insights into the strengths and weaknesses of your students in your class. 
If you, like many teachers, have not seen your students' results from that plan, I encourage you to ask your executive for access and for some training on how to navigate and interpret the results. I know those results used to, and hopefully they still do, provide you with graphs that show the growth of each student from what they got two years ago to what they got in the last year, and you can see whether or not they're actually progressing in the right direction, how far that progression is, whether they've gone backwards, etc., And that provides you really good insights into your students. And you can use this information to see if students' skills are improving. Now, from the information in NAPLEM, one of the key steps in the workshop that I used to run was to use these results from NAPLEM to create class profiles. Now, all we did was enter each student's overall result for reading, for writing, for spelling, for grammar and numeracy. And then we went through and color-coded those results. So if the student scored lower than 50%, we color-coded that square red. And if they got over 85%, then we color-coded that green. And this provided a really quick snapshot of where the students were at in our class. And so I knew straight away if students were going to struggle when I gave them a piece of reading to do or if I was requiring them to write something, I knew where they were going to struggle and who was going to struggle. And so from here, if I had a student who had any read, I would then create an individual profile for them, which broke down that particular skill even further. And then finally, I would find teaching strategies that match the weaknesses. And amazingly, NAPLAN provide these as well. If you would like any of the templates that I use in my workshop, I'm going to stick them up on my website where this podcast is. So if you want to create a class profile for your students based on the NAPLAN results or an individual profile based on those NAPLAN results, you can grab that template from my site and also I'll provide the link to all the teaching strategies that are provided for you in the, from the same area where you get your results from. So for today, what I want you to do, or this week, however long it takes you, First, grab my templates, come to the website and just grab my class profile, the individual profiles, click that link and bookmark it for those literacy strategies that you can implement straight away in your classroom. I want you to get access to your NAPLAN results. That might take you a while to do, but start the conversation today, talk to your executive and get access to those results. And then sit down and create a profile, identify an area for at least one student But obviously, the more you can cover, the better. So if you have multiple students who have a weakness in reading, have a look at all of them and what you can do student there. Find the strategies that are provided for you on that site. You can use it to help your students to develop their reading abilities. Have a look at them. They actually come in a range of strategies. So they start, you know, early stage one, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, stage five. And they work their way up in terms of the difficulty and who these strategies can be applied to. So just grab those strategies for reading, have a look at the students in your class who are struggling to read, and implement at least one of those strategies to help your students begin to develop their ability to read. Because I know you're going to have some students who are excellent readers, and you have some that are really struggling. And the difference when it comes to lifelong learning, the ones who are struggling, if they don't get the help that they need, if they don't learn to read, they're really going to be stuck once they leave school, once the support system disappears they're going to struggle to learn anything. And so we really need to focus on helping them to develop that skill, the ability to read, to comprehend what they're reading, to interpret it, to critique it. There's so much involved in reading. And I just want you to start by getting to know your students, find out who does struggle with reading, and then find a way to help them. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. 
please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.